Last year has been pretty tough. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Hashtag understatement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it is important. It is very important to Satan that you take everything about last year and simply form opinions sans relationships. Man, yeah. I mean, it is absolutely important to yeah. him. And so taking advantage of isolation, right, was a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. I personally believe we were created to one another, one another. Welcome to Faith in the Fold, a podcast for ministry, biblical studies, and Christian living. I'm your host, Kevin Burr. Today I got to talk with Steve Maxwell, worship minister for the North Atlanta Church of Christ. Steve has been a good friend of mine for over 10 years, and I was excited to ask him what's one piece of advice you'd give younger ministers. Steve talked about the importance of taking the time to observe and understand your surroundings, not just in whatever local church a minister happens to serve, but also the neighborhood and larger context. Also resonated with Steve's words about reflecting on our younger selves, something I think every Christian should do regularly. I know you'll be blessed by what Steve has to say. If you enjoy the kinds of conversations we're having here on the podcast, would you be willing to like and subscribe to us and maybe share us with someone you think might benefit from this? And as always, thank you so much for tuning in today. Steve, man, thank you so much for joining us today. I am excited to be able to have this conversation with you. Before we get into our topic, though, will you tell us just a little bit about yourself, how long you've been in ministry, what are you doing these days? Anything else you think that might help us get to know the man, the myth, and the legend, Steve Maxwell? <laughs> Absolutely. I'd be glad to you. Uh, glad to do that. Uh, my name's Stephen Maxwell. Um, most people probably just call me Steve, uh, which is fine. Um, I am married to the beautiful Alicia Tillman Maxwell. We've got three boys, Jonah, who's 16. Judah, who is 13, and Josiah, uh, who is 11, but will be turning 12 next month. Um, and I minister here in Atlanta, Georgia, at the North Atlanta uh, Church of Christ. I've probably uh, been working um, in ministry, mainly in music ministry, one way or another, um, for probably about the past almost 30 years. Um, so yeah, it has been fun. I, uh, I was blessed, uh, to be a part, right. Of the, uh, kind of the, uh, back then they called it the young men's, um, like, you know, preparatory class or something like that, where you learn to say prayers and, and read the Bible and say a little sermonette and lead singing. And, um, of course, uh, you know me, so you know that, 
Uh, my thoughts at the time were, why do we need to learn all of this other stuff? The main thing is leading singing. That's the most fun. Who cares about the other stuff? <laughs> and so uh, because of that, my life uh, really reflects that that was the thing that I cared about. And yeah. So, yeah. I lead worship here at North Atlanta, and uh, it has been a blessing. Yeah. Man, all right. Been in ministry of some form or another for 30 years. Yeah. I won't remind you that I'm 35. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's so kind of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, Steve. Yes, sir. This is uh, this is a treat for me because I I I didn't prompt you for this. I'm not going to spring any surprises on you, but I do think it's I do think it's fun to tell the story of how we got to know each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll uh, I'll, I'll kick us off here. Okay. Uh, it was, it was a, a hot fall day in Memphis, Tennessee, Amen. August, 2011. And, um, yeah, y'all, y'all are moving there on campus, uh, to a Harding school of theology there in Memphis. And, uh, I like, I, I think I helped y'all move in or something like you that. Did. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, somehow, you uh, and I, I think I've mentioned this to you before. You reminded me, just of how, like how you looked, how you carried yourself, how how easy it was to carry on conversation with you. You reminded me of some guy <laughs> that I had met back when I was in sixth grade. It was a dad of a fellow classmate of mine. Mm -hmm. We had gone on a whitewater rafting trip on the Ocoee River. Okay, and um, this guy just looked super cool. My brothers and I. Uh, and my brothers are a few years older than I am. So they came with me and um, they was like, this guy looks super cool. Let, let's get him in our raft because he he's hilarious. It'll be fun. And there's just something about him. Like for some reason, you reminded me of this guy. And so we like we kind of struck up a friendship. And then at one point you uh, you asked me, we were downstairs in the basement of the library yes. there at uh, Harding Grab. And you're like, hey, I got a question and I saw that you were writing a paper. <laughs> and the way you're laughing, I know you know where I'm going with this. Um, I, you was like, hey, you're like, hey, um, when I'm putting these footnotes down here, how do I make sure that they're that they're kind of lined up correctly? Because like when I keep typing, they might be at the bottom of the page and they might get knocked down. And I, I, I figured. Like just in the few weeks that we got to know each other, I figured I, I could, I could roast you very subtly, and you'd be okay with it. <laughs> and I said, "How long has it been since you have written a paper?" And you're like, I, "It's it's been a while." Yeah. And I just very very quiet, very politely said, "Yeah, I can tell." <laughs> <laughs> and then what I was like, "Okay, so just go up here and click this button, insert footnote." And then that'll help you. And then, but like, we both had a laugh about it. Absolutely. And then from then on, it went from things like laughing about stuff like that to grilling out with each other. Yeah, man. Uh, there to asking, to like me asking you some tough questions. Uh, not tough but, questions about things that you were doing, but helping me to understand, um, you know, Steve, why do, why do some folks think this way and other folks think this way? And what's the deal? Yeah. Um, asking you know, kinds of questions that were really pertinent, say, during 2008 to 2016. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Sure. So, 
Sure. Anyway, that was fun. And we've continued to get to uh, have opportunities like this to, uh, to cross paths. So Absolutely. all of that set up to say that um, besides Alicia, I, I'm, I think I'm in the running somewhere for like your, your second biggest fan. <laughs> great. <laughs> anyway, tell us, Steve, what's one piece of advice that you would give younger ministers today? Ah, uh, man. So the first thing about that is just a tough question, right? Um, mm-hmm. having, having spent time in ministry, uh, you know, I kind of feel like the person who is said, you know, given the genie's lamp and they say, hey, you get one wish and they go, okay, cool. Can I ask for like a hundred more wishes? Right? <laughs> <laughs> What's one thing you would say? Yeah. Hmm, I would say, can you let me give you know a thousand things to say? But here's here, here's what I here let's start with I one say. and we'll see where yeah, we exactly. go. <laughs> so I would say um, that that you should look and after I say this after after I uh, say this, then we can we can talk about it some more. Yeah, let's dig say, into it. Uh, I would say you need to look, seek, and watch first. Hmm. Look seek and watch first um what so when you're in ministry when you get into ministry okay or you're a young minister in ministry what do you see and i literally mean what is it that you observe okay when you look around and there's so many places to go with that and then the next thing is what should you look for okay okay what should you look for and then how can you use what you see how can you use what you see um, kind of in anticipation uh, for you and I uh, hanging out? I sent a uh, text to our good friend, uh, Bob Turner. Yeah. And I was like, hey, uh, Bob, there was like this book that uh, I read when I uh, first got to, you know, first started my career at, at HST and and for some reason, there's the, you know, as I internalized that book, the message of that book always stuck with me. And it's, mm-hmm. I've got it somewhere in a box. I didn't want to take the time to find it. So I went to Amazon, $3 and a click for Kindle. Thank you very nice. much. Uh, a little exercise oh, yeah. for young theologians. There we go. Yeah. That's, that's just some good stuff. And what's interesting is, as I read the, there's a, there is an introduction uh, by like Martin Marty, or I guess that's the guy's name. I forget his name, but anyway, um, that introduction is even interesting, and in that it, he kind of says, "Hey, here is this piece of work that's considered a classic by many, especially by theologians, and it's an advice book." You know what I mean? And he kind of gives his take on how you should internalize that book. So as I as I hear you ask me that question, you know what I mean? I see. There's a couple of things that happen, right? Yeah. I, I have been able to reflect, and Kevin, I actually often reflect on my young self mm-hmm. in ministry, right? Yeah. In doing so, uh, I come through time, you know what I mean? And I think about the journey, my uh, specific journey, how it has shaped me. Um, and so that's, that's, and I'm raising three boys, right? Yeah. You, you've got a couple of boys, so you understand mm-hmm. this. 
And so what's going to be fun is when Pete and, and, and Samuel, when they get old enough and they just kind of start asking you questions that indicate to you that they may already have a strong opinion about something, but they love you. So they want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. They're coming. And that's a, those are fun, 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 fun conversations. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes those questions download into your mind, your experiences around what it is they're asking you about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, one of the reasons that I, I think, uh, and so let's just look at the first thing just to look. Yeah. Man. Uh, so uh, I started leading singing when I was 13. Okay. Mm -hmm. My dad was my Willie B. Maxwell Jr. and Homer Thompson, who just passed. I mean, not three or four days ago. Uh, those two guys were so influential in my ministry career and leading singing. And then later on, um, once I got into um, kind of music ministry, um, you know, I toured uh, with two different groups, mm -hmm. a, a group called Freedom. These were acapella um, groups. Uh, the first one I started touring in 92 and was on the road for a while. Uh, and then I also have toured with a group called Acapella, mm -hmm. uh, originally out of Paris, Tennessee, founded by Keith Lancaster. So I still sing with Acapella from time to time. So I've yeah. been on and off singing with Acapella for the last 20 years. Uh, but, you know, just kind of in those ministries, getting a chance to go around and see different things. But I remember when I came off the road with uh, Acapella, this is my first ministry job in 2002 i'm married and this is my first job and it's urban ministry so mm -hmm. we went to portland oregon we worked with pump church portland urban ministry project cool christ and i was just excited you know my my uh my uh job my responsibilities were to work with young people and they had a summer camp that they had and a bunch of people there were already, you know, kind of doing this and they wanted me to it, essentially uh, I was a youth minister. Yeah. Okay. And so it was a blast. And I had, you know, I, you know, completed my bachelor's, my, uh, which was really uh, geared toward elementary education, you know, but you taking some Bible things and, you know, I'd been leading singing already. So I, you know, and touring on the road with, with uh, acapella and freedom so you got a chance to go around and it was just fun it was i i, I loved it and mm -hmm. i didn't know nothing and i said <laughs> all the negative said for those of you who are in these people that you're thinking man that was like a double triple negative that was on purpose I said, yeah. <laughs> in case anybody was unclear about that <laughs> yeah and, but you, I didn't know that I didn't know anything right, yeah. later on. That's what I was thinking back. And I was like, oh, my, <laughs> these people, the Lord turned these people over to me. <laughs> uh, what did they do to deserve this? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you learn from that, Steve? So, yeah. So uh, there's so much to see. So, that, you know, kind of going toward this yeah. first thing that I and I was taking it in mm -hmm. there there you know through observation there is aligning what you think with what really is interesting which yeah. is just awesome so you know um you also know maybe two years ago Alicia and i got a chance to uh, go over to israel with jeff walling and uh and 
you know, just kind of walk around and things yeah. like that. Right? Mm-hmm. So I forget exactly uh, in my mind, but I just know we were on the big bus and traveling around. Um, and then we see a street sign that says Emmaus. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and I, coming I, just off of Easter, that's super cool. Yeah. Oh, isn't that cool? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it just means something different. How long have I heard that story? Right. right. And I love that story. Mm-hmm. One of the main reasons I like that story is, is their eyes were open to Jesus after they got through eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord. But in all seriousness, yeah. it just meant some, something different, right? Because I had right. gone over to, to experience it. So I'm, I can, like, as I'm talking to you about this, I'm in Portland, Oregon. I'm in the pump house. The church was in a house mm-hmm. in our neighborhood. I can see the people around, right? Part of my job was to go out on the front porch and sit on the steps and the kids in the neighborhood coming around and just kind of have conversations. Either when they got off of school, we had after school programs and just different things like that. And so there is this job, right, that it's on a, you know, I've got my job description on a piece of paper, what it is that I'm supposed to do. And I understand it to the best of my ability. And then there's the person, there's God's child that walks up to me mm-hmm. and we just have a conversation or I see them before they even come. And there's so much to learn just in what you see. Yeah. I like um, how you put that, Steve, um, aligning what you think with aligning uh, aligning what you think with what actually is yeah because any especially <laughs> i mean you're you're from oklahoma right absolutely born and raised you're from oklahoma you've had some travel experiences but i suspect the pacific northwest is a little different kind of culture than a culture that although uh, i mean it is still i could kind of, if you kind of paint with broad strokes here Oklahoma sure. still considered the Bible Belt. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. And Pacific Northwest is not. No, sir. No, it is not. Yeah. It is not. Um, yeah. So uh, that was, I, I love this uh, Pacific Northwest, both mm-hmm. Seattle and uh, Portland. And you are absolutely Rex, uh, uh, correct. The, the, even the way you look at things, right, are yeah. going to be are going to be different. Which is why, man, if you're a young minister, that's the best thing that you can do. Almost physically strain to open your eyes, and with the same strength, keep your lips together. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then that goes. Uh, that goes into, you know, uh, I, when you uh, start looking around, uh, you know, the second thing that I said is seek, yeah, uh, which is kind of what should you look for? Mm-hmm. Um, and some things will be, uh, will start to make themselves evident, uh, right? My personal opinion uh, is that Lord willing, God's spirit working in you starts to clear things up and it starts to, you know, it starts to look really, really cool. Um, I was just this morning, um, uh, let's see, uh, I was with a buddy of mine and we were looking over uh, 
a lesson. Um, we are going to be, uh, we're teaching a, a Bible. Uh, we're in a Bible study Tuesday men, uh, Tuesday morning men's Bible class. Uh, do you know uh, Derek Nichols? That, yeah, I think so. I, that yeah. name sounds familiar, at least. Uh, he was in school. So he, he was in school with us. He was in Tupelo. Yeah, uh, okay. youth minister there for a while. And so he and his wife have moved to Atlanta. And so okay. now we're getting to do ministry together. And so he Man. and I cool. had breakfast yeah. this morning and kind of looking over, um, looking over some things. But you, the Holy Spirit starts to, starts to make clear the things you need to be looking at. Now, here's the other thing that's happened as a young minister, right? Depending on what it is that you're doing. Obviously, um, m- most of my opinions are going to come from worship leading right Mm -hmm. but as it pertains to what god is calling you to do in your ministry you start to see things that will be helpful right yeah um dude i it's i was telling derek this morning which is why i brought his name up i was like hey you know one of my last classes uh was kind of a new testament survey class it's just kind of the way things rolled out with Mm -hmm. dr oster and so i i've forgotten how many New Testament courses I took at HST, you know what I mean? Between yeah. the exegesis and all and the, the different mm-hmm. classes that you take. And here I am, I'm taking this class with him. And we'll go, You, I've had this conversation with you a few times. Matter of fact, I've asked you, so you, are, you already know where I'm going, yeah. but this Galatians 3 and Genesis 12, all of a sudden it, it's like the matrix. It's like, it's like <laughs> I got a spiritual thing jacked yeah. into my neck. And I was like, oh, not that I totally see it for all that it is, right? but there's definitely more than there than I was ever seeing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what's cool for me. And the reason that I say, you know, what should you look for? What should you see is <clears throat> I think uh, that at least my opinion is that Dr. Oster there's like this joy, right? Like your favorite piece of candy or your favorite meal that he gets from years of just teaching something that he knows in and out and just looking in the classroom and watching lights come on, watching yeah. the light. And so that can happen and it's very helpful in ministry, right? And, and mm-hmm. so that I believe that the Holy Spirit uh, works in that way. An example is, and I can't remember who, whether it was a he or a she, but I can hear the words. Thank you, young man, for leading that song. It reminds me, right? I have been hearing that for years. And you might say to yourself, yeah, but that's nothing. I mean, somebody told you that's nothing that you saw, right? Well, that's another discussion. (laughs) (laughs) is that is something that was shown to you right even though it was spoken and so those things Kevin I think I think that's part of how the Holy Spirit uses a minister right and as a young minister man if you can if you can know this going in uh, that's just it is so helpful and and you get an idea of those types of things Mm -hmm. that are going to be helpful to you in your ministry yeah, right. Steve. It's, uh, I, I like how you uh, how you bring up bring up your time there at HST. One because you and I are both alumni. Um, <clears throat> I I grew a ton in my four years there. 
I, sure. I, I came out a very different person mm. than when I went in fall 2010 and from when I left to, you know, spring 2014. Sure. What you've described here, look, seek and watch first. Seems to me like you could say it in this way too: become a student of the people around you, of the communities around you, of the of all the things that you need to do. You think that's a, a fair way to kind of contextualize that and Absolutely. draw an analogy? Oh man, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, kind of digging into that some more, and and the seek and the watch first. Mm-hmm. They kind of tie in. Um, how can you use what it is that you see? Yeah. So, uh, you know, you you mentioned kind of in our uh, introduction, you know, how we uh, how we met with uh, me writing uh, another piece, right? That I would throw in there that might be uh, helpful to those uh, to your listeners mm-hmm. is. Uh, after my first, uh, in Greek one, after my first quiz from Dr. Oster, he was like, ah, there are a couple of guys. He didn't say it like that. You know, he was like, there's a couple of guys that I want to, I want to introduce you to that could be helpful. And it's cool. I was just, I was just on Facebook messenger with the other guy that I'm about to mention, which is pretty cool. So he goes, ah, there's a, there's two gentlemen. One's name is Clint Burnett. Uh-huh. I need you to <clears throat> get in touch with him. And then the other one is, you know, Kevin. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. And so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's no, there's no Steve Maxwell uh, degree without, without, and I say this and you, uh, I think you know this, but without uncle Kevin. Mm-hmm. So my boys have two uncle Kevins, right? And there's, no, no Uncle Kevin by blood, but Uncle Kevin by love and by the spirit. So Kevin Schaefer, who sings first tenor in acapella, right? And then Kevin Burr, who pitched baseballs and ate at our table and yeah. just, I mean, so you're, so, you know, there's no, uh, you are Uncle Kevin, but the, you know, you're, Oster giving me your numbers, you and Clint, and then now are just our friendships later on. And you and I coming to a place where you ask me these questions, which interestingly enough, as you're asking me these questions, I'm learning myself and continue, you know what I mean? Continue to be in a place where I'm learning. And so the reason, uh, and, and I've, what I just, you know, what I just said to you is kind of a thing, you know, you said young ministers, but I just think it's good for people any, you know, at, at any age to look, seek, and then watch, watch first. The watch thing is how can you use what you see? Mm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I read uh, a book that I just uh, finished not too long ago. Um, misreading scripture with western eyes oh okay uh, so i've heard of that one but i haven't had a chance to read it yet so okay. I'm, I'm excited to hear what you say about it yeah so i so i uh uh i walk the doctor says i should walk so i try to be obedient and so i you know i've got like 35 titles at least right now in my audible um i saw this is one it was good and it really pointed out it's it was a condensed version in my opinion of kind of grad school right where sure. You go through and because of the things you learn, you see differently, 
right? Mm -hmm. So there's a reason, you know, I started with, you know, Greek wine. And, and so now having that tool, then the Bible is going to read different to me. You know what I mean? The New Testament is going to read, and at the, at, or at least, Kevin, I've got the opportunity for it if I'll use it. Sure. Yeah. Right. Um, and so just the different ways that things were opened up uh, to me. Um, there is a different, think about this, Kevin. It's not like you and I have really talked about this before, but I know you know, kind of where you grew up going to church and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I have been going to Nashville, right? Over 40 years, I've been going to Nashville. Right. You've been to Nashville a couple of times, right? Yeah, once or twice. <laughs> right. There's a Nashville I think of when I think about you. That's just cool. I mean, oh, there's neat. your church, just having been involved in ministry. And I've heard, I mean, I, the church, you, I heard about that church long time ago, right? And yeah. then you just hear different things. But what I'm saying is my interaction with you, my being with you, uh, my living life with you, which is really what Look, Seek, and Watch First has to do with living mm -hmm. life mm -hmm. with, yeah. gives me a different, there's a different picture I have having spent time at your in-laws, mm -hmm. right? With my boys. I mean, yeah. just these family situations. They, I, I forget what class it was, at HST, but there was some class that just kind of talked about as a minister, how long it takes before you really get to a place where you're able to really minister well, you know, like after five to seven years, something like that depends on where you are in a, in yeah. a different place, which just speaks directly to a relationship. So there are things in ministry that I've learned after having seen after having found out what it was good to look for that would be helpful to my ministry mm -hmm. and taking those things, internalizing those things to use them for ministry. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Hufford said one time, Hey man, when I first came in at HST, he was like, dude, you're, you know, your leading worship and singing ability, right. Is, 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 is pretty good. Okay. I can only imagine how God will use you when you get some, you know, some more theological foundation. You yeah. Know, kind of like that. I mean, he knows that he's been, who, who he's told thousands of students that, right? Sure. And mm -hmm. so here's what I can say. He was right. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and it just has been, it's been so helpful, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I'll give you this one example and then we, we could jump in, you know, you could ask me about something else, but it is so cool when you're leading different songs, no matter how old the song is or whatever. And then as you're leading the song, the songwriter, you know, brilliant, uh, quote unquote, Christian songwriters will use scripture. That's your best lyric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but when that happens and then the scripture pops in your head, right? Or that section of, that's a beautiful thing, mm -hmm. right? That's a thing. And inevitably, uh, you know, it, someone will come up to you or you'll have an opportunity to talk about that and you can use what it is that you have seen, mm -hmm. right? And then it becomes very helpful in your in your ministry. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you say watch, and I've been taking notes, I've got sure. my, uh, I got my notepad here. Okay. <laughs> I've got my stuff written down on it. Come on. Um, 
my apologies too if anybody hears that I just hit my mic stand. Um, (laughs) but um when you mentioned watch you said how can you use what you see and then on down through that discussion you refer to relationships if i'm understanding you correctly you're saying that one of the one of the benefits really one of the necessities of of observing of watching of of taking the time to get to know people, right? Because that's the point. Absolutely. Of, of doing all this watching and observing is so you can learn. I keep hitting my mic stand. I'm that excited. <laughs> <laughs> so you can learn how to better engage with folks. So you can basically build stronger relationships with them. Is is that what I'm hearing you say? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Last year has been pretty tough. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Hashtag understatement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so it is important. It is very important to Satan that you take everything about last year and simply form opinions, sans relationships man yeah i mean it is absolutely important to him and so taking advantage of isolation right was a Mm no-brainer i personally believe we were created to one another one another all right i'll say that again i believe we were created to one another one another so much so that it's like water right Mm-hmm. So, so when we were in many instances bound up, unable to be with, with one another, like I believe we were created to, then you started seeing where we took advantage of where we are in the world. In other, in other words, technology and different things and different people. Mm-hmm. And even in places where, where technology is different or they had, there were other means for by which people needed to to congregate or be together, then we found ways. We started looking for those who didn't have the same uh, technological opportunities to help them to be able to create. Um, Stamps, right, probably got used more. I mean, I'm just saying, you know what I mean? If you, and so there was a hunger and a desire. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, Many congregations, I mean, I would hear stories that saddened me, you know, uh, just because the events of last year would hit a hit a minister in a certain way, and they would say something about it. And then I heard stories when right? I'm in different groups, worship groups and different groups yeah. about a minister who maybe spoke out about an issue uh, before running that issue through, you know, or by their leadership, and now they don't have a job, right? And then, and so there was, there yeah. was that. Uh, we we already know we've we've heard it said so much about how our country uh, and the world in different places is divided, but especially our country. You know, mm-hmm. we heard that. One of the things that Don has said ever since I've been here, Don McLaughlin, uh, our senior minister, and I really like this. He's kind of he forms it kind of in a question: Do we need to know each other less to love each other more? 
do we need to know each other less to know each other more right and 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 the answer Un unpack that for me a little bit steve if oh, you don't mind absolutely. oh please yeah I, I that's why i mentioned it yeah <laughs> so, and the, the answer is absolutely no right mm -hmm. the design right again I, 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 i've learned over 2020 to say in my opinion <laughs> in my opinion uh, we were designed to know each other more, to be in relationship with each other more so that we could love each other better. I like right. that. Yeah. When, when Steve and Kevin meet, what did you say? It was 2011? Is that 2011, it yeah. yeah. Okay. That's 10 years ago, man. I know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we met 10 years ago. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, you're a student, I'm a student, right? There's just a couple things that are, right? Right. Okay, this dude looks like maybe he didn't just graduate out of his, I mean, you know, he may have, but he at least <laughs> looks like he just didn't graduate out of, he don't look like he's 20. <laughs> <laughs> he's 20 with 20 years of experience. There you go. So uh, yeah, <laughs> so there's that, I mean, he's got kids already. Yeah. So there's just some things, right? that you saw and then yeah. we just do life together i looked yeah i did the first thing <laughs> I, okay so yeah. you see what i'm doing with this yeah. you, you know i'm doing with this yeah yeah okay then through academic you know things other things we kind of and we live in the same place right that's that's right big. yeah like i, mean, we're I literally live throwing distance right uh, for me uh, you know throwing a frisbee that could be down the street, but <laughs> like it lived just on yeah. the other side of the buildings. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, th this is, this is huge. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the spirit is working in us. Right. And so for whatever reason, man, we had some cool conversations just in the people that came in and out of our lives and the community mm -hmm. that we had. Right. And then as, as we do our lives, as we are being trained as ministers, as we, ministers we see how our relationship right can sharpen one another yeah you yeah. know what i mean we how we how we become iron for one another and in every sense uh kevin hence this conversation where we get to you know we get to have this but we've had amazing conversations right um uh, I was just saying with you earlier, um, I really enjoyed, I haven't gotten a chance to finish it, but you're, the conversation you, that you were having with fate. Mm -hmm. But even as I say that, right, I, I'm transported out to Pepperdine. You, yeah. me, 2018. Yeah, sitting at that table. So those are just these, and, and that's how we use, right, what we saw, what we have learned that we should see, mm -hmm. Now that's how we use it, and or I should say, it's better said how God through it will use us to His glory in in those things. And I'm telling you right now, man, listen. If as a young minister you grab a hold of this stuff, all right, it's it's just like you never having gone to Disney, right? And let's take, uh, I think there's, uh, I think uh, I'm I'm talking about Florida, okay? For those of you who are listening, they've got the different parks there. And one of them is like uh, like Hollywood or Disney. I forget what, anyway. But you go in and there's a design, right? If you know better, then there is a design to all of the Disney parks that is the same. And lots of research has gone into doing that. 
-hmm. right? Every Disney park you go into, right? That you walk for a straight and then there's a circular thing and then everything is built off of that circle, right? Mm -hmm. So at this specific park that I'm thinking about, I can't think of the exact name, but it's the park that has uh, the Tower of Terror and uh, and the, the Aerosmith roller coaster, rock and roller coaster, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, It's to the right. So if you go in this park, then you go to the right. So I've been in that park growing up in my life and different things have changed. So it's one thing for me to tell somebody what that is, what that experience mm -hmm. is like, right? I'm able to tell them because I paid attention when I, when I went in. Probably as a kid, the attention that I was paying was not to be able to tell somebody later on. It was just my own awe and excitement in the moment. I yeah. remember going with my parents took me as a kid. And then I remember five years ago when Alicia and I took the boys. Mm -hmm. And my joy, right? And Lacey and I had gone before. Now, sure. I mean, you, you know us, but maybe it's good for our listeners to know. I often call my wife my girlfriend. Right. So yeah. We still go out. <laughs> Let's be clear. These are the same person. Yeah. <laughs> so, Don, Don's going to start getting calls. Did you hear what Steve yeah, said? Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> the same people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, so Alicia and I had been without the boys. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just we like each other, so we go do things together. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Mark that down. Healthy, healthy tips. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so we took the boys, and our excitement was was in watching them. Mm -hmm. Okay, but uh, someone else is only going to receive an experience that goes so far being told. Right. And when they are a part of it and they get to go themselves for the first time, that's an experience. Mm -hmm. And it's a, even a different experience when you get to take someone else. Okay. All right. So here's really what I've been saying all this time. And I really appreciate it for young ministers, right? There's probably somewhere along the line in your ministry, especially for a young minister, you were told whatever it is that you've been called to, whatever your special talent, whether it's preaching or, you know, adult education or whatever it is in church, depending on what it is and different churches do different things. Yeah. In the end, there is the relationship you have with your creator. There is your having an opportunity to introduce someone else to that relationship mm -hmm. as you are used by the Holy Spirit. And there is walking along with that person or the people that God places in your path, right? That's Steve Maxwell's interpretation of scripture. And we call it a bunch of different things. Uh, I like to call it discipling, right? I mean, I just think that that is something that we're called to do. That is the end game. And Kevin, it passes directly through relationship. Yeah. I mean, it passes directly uh have you seen the chosen oh man we hadn't started season two yet i know watched... I'm, so ready. I'm so ready for it to come out yeah we've we've watched all it's eight episodes and they're on youtube you can find them on youtube yes it's called the chosen I, yeah, for, for our listeners sake it's called the chosen yeah yeah we've seen it and man like every episode at one point or another, I'm just, it's so beautiful. <laughs> the way he redeemed her. You know, stuff like that. Like, it's just, 
Yeah, man, it, it hits hard. It's, it? it's beautiful. Yeah. The kind hey, of beauty that makes you makes you weep for brokenness in the world and also makes you weep because there's so much hope that can be found. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so funny. You know, you know my boy, so you know Judah, right? Mm-hmm. And so I love so Lacia and I, we I mean it, it was like a we watched it with the boys. So after every episode, Judah would be, Judah would look at me and be like, just awesome. <laughs> just you say it. Damn. Man. That's all he said. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I'm feeling you, bro. I hear everything you're saying, man. He just yeah. like, did you say did you say season two is out already? They have started. I think they did a live uh something on Easter Sunday night. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean we'll, we'll have to check it out later. Okay. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe for like a new series in this podcast, Kevin and Steve react <laughs> to the chosen. <laughs> I love you. But does that make, I mean, yeah, look, seek and, and watch. And people may think, okay, you know, those men, they seem really, they seem really, you know, similar, right? Mm-hmm. That's on purpose. Um, that is the building of relationship, right? Some of the things you and I've talked about, okay? This is just a little bit different twist on this, right? So uh, as, uh, you know, a Black man in America in, in ministry, I am very interested, especially in the American time context, I am interested in everyone just learning enough about our country and its history, right? Yeah. Because that's gonna be helpful in ministering in this country. Think about now, it like a um, yeah, like I, I I can think about it like your missionaries, right? And I had a I had a trio of campus ministers on um, their episode debuted uh, yesterday at the time of our recording. Now, mine and your recording right now. Yeah. That episode debuted yesterday, and it was uh, Chris Buxton, Casey Costin, and uh, Rusty Jordan. Yeah, I'm going to um, check that out. I saw that. So they kept referring to what they do as campus missions. Mm. I was like, oh, I hadn't heard that before. I think I understand what you're going for, but can you explain why campus missions? I normally hear at campus ministry. Right. And so they spelled it out. And basically what they said is applicable to, I think, what you're saying now. Um, if you look at your work as a mission, then to do missions effectively, you do need to know kind of the religious and social cultural history of the people that you're going to go serve. Absolutely. And that in an American context, well, surprise is Americans. (laughs) And so having some understanding, right? Having some understanding, not just of your church's history, your particular congregation's history, but the history around you. Um, Like we're down here in Corpus Christi. I, I, if I remember correctly, I think Corpus Christi is like 60 ish percent Hispanic. Okay. And so it's like, we're also at the beach, but we're also in Texas. And so like, there's, there's a Hispanic culture. There's a beach culture. There's a Texas culture. There's a lot of things kind of infused together that make for some interesting challenges. Yeah. Those all seem like, you know, just kind of real world examples of what you're, what you're pitching here, Steve. Yeah. Hey, Kevin, it's this. Listen, this is exciting, man. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, that's 
so at least for me, I mean, you, some, a lot of this is going to be personality, but you know me, right? So I'm like, oh, I'm like, God, you are so awesome by my personality, because I'm like, I get to know people. You actually want me to get to know people. Thank you so much. I've seen, I know other people are thinking, is he crazy? That is not how I, but, but even the learning about God's wonderful creation, right? And his, in my opinion, his main creation, man, whether that's male or female, there's right. just this awesomeness in getting to know another person. And even, I mean, I mean, taking a country, you know, the the uh, looking at, at looking at us as Americans, that's one thing. Yeah. But just an individual person, right? Um, you're the youngest of your siblings. That's correct. I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So just those simple things. Um, one of the things that's really you important- are the age of my siblings. I think, I think we've, I think we've talked about that before and I've noticed that like, I feel like that's one reason why I can get along well with guys your age. Okay. Uh, Mark Powell, Harding School Theology, new Dean, by the way, congratulations to him. Congratulations. Absolutely. Um, He is also the age of my brothers. Okay. And so like, it's easy for me to relate to guys like him and guys like you, because I've been doing that since day one. When those rascals would jump up at my crib and scare me, <laughs> when they would force me to eat fried okra, I'd say, it's good, isn't it? You like it, don't you? <laughs> and yes, I do. It's delicious. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm the youngest. You're, you're the oldest. We kind of figure this out based on sort of what we know from our, our families of origin. Yeah. Let me say this thing. It's, it's, it's really deep. I don't know that people are going to get it, but I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. Here we go. Grilling enhances relationships. <laughs> You're like get that with your grill. Oh, we started eating this. Grilling up some burgers or chicken or whatever. <laughs> See, this is deep. Listen, let's go back to Emmaus, right? Where, where we right. first started. Oh, yeah. They're like, what? And here's the deal, man. They had, I mean, Jesus had started appearing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had heard that the, when the women came back, they was like, he ain't there. Right. I mean, you know, my, my, my man, Peter went and checked it out. So we know he ain't there, but those boys are sad. They're walking back and they're sad, right? Yeah. So wh- what are they living into, right? They're stuck on Saturday. They're still on Saturday. And we just we just talked about this. Yeah. And I know, okay, people may, don't laugh, people. This is serious. Jesus is talking to them. When did they recognize? After they ate. <laughs> yeah. So seriously, in a serious sense, we we need to look for opportunities to be with be just look yeah just look they're there the holy spirit provides them after which now what am i looking for what am, what am i looking for i believe the holy spirit is going also provides that and then once once i find that 
how will it be useful in helping me to do what it is God has called me to do? Again, the Holy Spirit is going to be there. It's relational. There's, there's this life we're supposed to do and we're supposed to do it together. And it's not gonna be easy. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be easy all the time, right? And scripture is good at telling us that. I mean, and even if you just look at stuff on top of things, right? There's, there's, there's this deep, mean, there are deep meanings in the story of David and Bathsheba. Just take a minute and reflect on, just be a fly on the wall or a fly on the tent when Nathan is talking to David, trying to help him see, giving him a story to help him see kind of what's going on. Be, be, uh, Be a piece of cloth that is a gift that Jacob is going to send to Esau when they're getting closer and closer. And he's like, oh, my goodness, he's going to kill me. What is he going to do? And so just be there when they meet. And Esau's just happy to see him. Yeah. He's just happy to be there with him. Be wherever you need to be. Look at these stories. Don't, I, mean, I mean, just look mm-hmm. and see what it is uh, that you see is really going to be helpful. At least it's been helpful for me in ministry, Kevin, and it continues even today. Uh, and I say this often because there are people uh, in that I am on staff with here at North Atlanta who've been doing ministry even longer than a lot longer than I have. I still look. What is it that I see? I still see. What is it that I should be looking for? And then I still I watch. I watch, I live into the looking and the seeking and try and use those things. Uh, my co-minister uh, in in other terms, she would be considered my assistant. I don't really like that uh, term. That's just a personal thing. But sure. anyway, we, my, my assistant has been going to church here for 30 years. Wow, so yeah. She... Uh, she could be my mother, right? And she and her husband and Alicia and I, we have a great relationship. We've gone out on double dates, you know what I mean, before. Mm-hmm. And the wisdom, um, her name is Sandra Alexander, and the wisdom that she and Kia right, depart to Alicia and I is priceless. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it, it's absolutely through relationship. And you know what? Not that it should matter, but I'm going to say this because it might be helpful to somebody listening. This is an older white couple. Yeah. Right. And so in our context of today, I think it'd be helpful. And we love them and they love us. And we love God, what he is doing in us and what he's called us to do. And and all four of us are in the worship ministry here at North Carolina. Yeah. On paper, (laughs) and if you were to listen to certain folks, there would be every reason for you in relation to be suspicious of them. Absolutely, yeah. On paper, there'd be every reason for Linnea and I not to be interested and hang out with you and Alicia and those those boys you got. That's right. We're living in Memphis, especially in a place like Memphis. Go figure, yep. But 
we we had we had the blessing of all of us growing up where we recognized hey if you know if if this person's if this person's nice if they're cool if they if they treat you respectfully you know and you know I've talked about this before yeah we we've had opportunities where we can we can disregard what some people think we should feel and can let each of us actually kind of dictate, hey, here's where we are. Here's what I want you to know. Um, we've been able to, in, in the face of a lot of larger things going on around us, to which we've mentioned explicitly or only alluded to here, um, in the face of a lot of larger things going around us, it would have been easy for me to assume, well, I, I mean, I know everything I need to know about Steve. Right. Clearly, I would have been wrong had I gone along with, with a larger narrative sure. about how, some, how a white guy should relate to a black guy. Yeah. But, I mean, you mentioned Galatians 3 earlier. I think Galatians 3 has something to say about how, you know, how even bigger than those differences, even of grander eternal significance, is our one anotherness. Absolutely. In Christ. Yeah. Yeah. We were able to watch, y'all. We looked and sought for opportunities. Yeah. To get to know y'all. Yeah. And we still do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like I got as much an education of uh, how to do ministry just by living on campus there at HST as I did in the classroom. Absolutely. And that's not, that's not to take anything away from, uh, from the courses that I had there. It was just a valuable time for me to live near a bunch of folks that otherwise I would not have run into. Because mm -hmm. I had always been around college age students for the last or for the last six years. I've been sure. around college and graduate age students. And moving to HST, I was suddenly around people with small kids. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I, I just hadn't been around a lot of folks like right. that. Yeah. Steve, I was as we near the end of our time together this morning, is there anything else that you want to kind of wrap us up with? One final home run that you want to hit <laughs> before before we head out. There, the treasure, uh, the, or let me say it like this, there is a treasure in knowing more about God's created people. Mm -hmm. uh, there just is. Um, and and as for as much as you can be self-aware, right, as you, the way that I like to say it is I collect stories. It literally is a hobby. You already know this, but one of my favorite things to do is to sit down with someone and say, hey, can you talk to me about yourself? You tell me what I need to know about you. Yeah. That's, that, is, that is so much fun to me. And so in that, we build one another up. Uh, we, are, we learn about, and I'm talking about, it could be somebody that you have been, that you've known for a while, 
or somebody that is a total stranger, you know what I mean, to you. It is important, especially as a minister. In the word itself is the is the is the expectation that you're going to be a servant. You're going to serve someone. You're yeah. going to try to be helpful in some way or another. And you would think that it is, but it's not. But you would think that it's common sense that the way to do that is to learn about someone. Right? <laughs> it is as simple as if you're trying to talk to someone about Jesus, if a little birdie tells you they're like hamburgers, right? Then a ministry move, a, a good ministry move is possibly like five guys. Right? That might be, there's the possibility. Now it couldn't be. It might be my language now, the, man. I'll just say it, it <laughs> might not be, but there's a good chance. I mean, if you're not right. So you, yeah. how about this? If you find out they like hamburgers and you choose Popeyes that you didn't do a good job of using <laughs> Missed a golden now, opportunity there. Yeah, but here's the thing. If you find out that they like that too, you've got more things you've seen and you've observed. And in all seriousness, as you do that, you see where they're hurting. Yeah. See where where they have had opportunity to rejoice. Mm-hmm. Dude, even if it's something that happened a long time ago, if when you meet them and you rejoice them, that builds relationship. Even if it's something that happened a long time ago, if they meant that they were sorry or, or some or cause for them to be sorrowful and you join them then when you meet them. I I tell people, you know, uh, you know, right? My mom passed away in 96, a long mm-hmm. time ago. So whenever I meet somebody new and I say that, in the middle, in the flow of our conversation, they'll always say, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. That's, that's the Holy Spirit working in our relationship and our conversation, building our relationship yeah and so that's that's what i believe i mean look look around the people are there yeah okay see as you look what things god's spirit working in you is causing you to look what things become more clear as they pertain to what it is god has called you to do and then also the holy spirit will make clear how you should how you should act upon. I don't really want to say use just because in today's context, that might be difficult, but how sure. the Holy Spirit is calling you to uh, to experience that relationship in a way that builds that person up, builds you up and builds God's kingdom. Yeah. I think a useful exercise, a practical way to put into effect kind of what you've been mentioning here is this. Think about those relationships that you and I and you know whatever audience members we have have think about those relationships that have helped us grow closer to God that have helped us become more Christ-like it might be tempting for a lot of us to think that we don't have that that, that kind of we've always been the same you know like well this is just how I am this is who I am right Um, if that's the case I think you're missing out on something. Uh, absolutely. I'd agree. But if you've got a friendship that you can you can trace trace back, and it might be helpful to you know, think about somebody that you've been friends with a long time. You've got a friendship that you've been friends with this person for you know a year, five years, ten years, and so on. And you can see how that person 
has consistently helped draw you closer to Christ. Mm. Try to find what were those things that they did. There you go, yeah. Absolutely. What were those things that they did? Try to notice in a in a humble way, but still in a way that allows you to 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 find what God is doing through you. Try to find those ways that maybe you've done the same, Absolutely. either for that person or somebody else. And really be aware of what I'm hearing you say, Steve, is really be aware of those ways that we grow closer together in Christ. Really be aware of those opportunities that we have to do that kind of thing. Yes, sir. I see it. Yeah, man. Steve, brother, it was a pleasure. Really Always. appreciate your time this morning. Sure. And um, I'll wrap up with this because <laughs> I'm going to call him out here, okay? I'm going to call out a mutual, uh, mutual friend of ours. <laughs> I'm reminded one time of a home run sermon that I heard by a fellow named B. Chris Simpson. Oh, Lord. And the, the consistent, if you've never heard B. Chris preach, he'll start off with a story and he'll have some kind of like tag or statement. Yes. He'll continue preaching and then he'll return to that. And he just yeah. he very consistently kind of weaves this motif throughout his sermons. Or, I say sermons. I usually hear him at Harding Lectureship. Okay. He had this one that um, basically became a mantra of mine where his tag was food and fellowship never go out of style. Amen. And so, <laughs> Steve, <laughs> what I'm hearing you say is next time we get together, we're going to food and fellowship at Five yep. Guys. <laughs> In the love of the Lord. Amen, brother. <laughs> but it'd be great to have B. Chris on. I've, oh. uh, I texted him. He ghosted me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Stay we can share it. this and get him. Stay with it. But anyway. Yeah. Steve, brother, I appreciate it, sir. Thank you for Been the time this morning. Absolutely. Absolutely.